my stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too. <laughs> Can we have our allowance now? When Elma got lost. Being lost is no fun. That's why Abby was worried about her Oma. They'd gone to the zoo that day, and somewhere near the gift shop, Oma had disappeared. Oma is the German word for grandma, or grandmother if you're being formal. Abby's dad called her Helga, which didn't sound nearly as friendly. And Abby's mom called her mom, or sometimes Oma, which was only occasionally confusing. In the summer, Abby spent a lot of time with her Oma, because both her parents worked. True, she sometimes missed her house, where all her stuff was. But as long as she had Bluey with her, she was happy to travel. Bluey was an elephant, by the way. A small, you guessed it, blue pachyderm. Unfortunately, Bluey was the reason Abby lost track of her Oma. They had been in the gift shop for a while. Both Abby and her Oma shared a love of shopping. And the gift shop was air-conditioned. Usually, Oma didn't care for air conditioning. She always kept her house on the warm side. But when it was 90 degrees out, she welcomed the break from the heat. Oma had been looking at some necklaces when something caught Abby's eye. Normally, she'd be as engaged as Oma was with the pendants and bracelets. But not far away, she saw something amazing. An entire shelf of little blue elephants. Abby wandered over to them, holding up Bluey. Would you look at that? Is that your family? Abby asked. No, I don't think so, Bluey answered. Now, of course, we all know that little stuffed blue elephants don't actually speak. Not so that anyone else can hear them. But sometimes, when a child listens well enough, or dreams a bit during the day, they can hear things that others can't. Years later, Abby may not even remember that Bluey spoke. But for that day, at the zoo, and for all the summer days she spent at Oma's house, Bluey had a voice and an opinion, and that was a lucky thing for Abby. Are you sure you don't know them? They look just like you. Abby asked. I'm very sure. These elephants can't possibly be my family. They are tiny. So are you. Abby pointed out. Bluey looked himself up and down. He fit well under Abby's arm. Abby wasn't very large herself. I disagree. I don't think I'm tiny at all. And if I am, it's only for now. I'm sure someday I'll be impressively large. If you say so. Abby agreed as she turned to go back to the jewelry counter. Don't you think those elephants will grow as well? Maybe, but that still doesn't mean they're my family. Bluey had more to say, but he stopped. He noticed Abby looking around, concerned. What's the matter? he asked. Almost should have been right there, but she isn't. Abby said, pointing to the counter. Neither Oma nor Abby were very tall, but unfortunately what were tall were the shelves in the gift shop. They were hard to see over for someone as small as Abby or her lost Oma. Abby moved around the shelves quickly. Oma! She called, but it was crowded and her voice didn't carry far. Soon she found herself at the door to the shop. Outside there were tables and across the way was the snack bar. It was almost lunch. Oma had mentioned getting food. Maybe she'd already gone there crossing the wide courtyard with a statue of the dog in the middle of it. Abby opened the door. Where are you going? Bluey asked. To the snack bar. Shouldn't we find your grandmother first? Bluey pointed out. I mean, I understand being hungry, but some things can wait. I don't see her in the gift shop, and she said we'd get lunch. Maybe she already went there. Bluey looked back at the shop. He didn't see their Oma either, but truth be told, he had a hard time telling people apart. He looked back at the snack bar and asked, do they have churros? Abby went out the door and into the crowd. I don't know, and it won't matter anyway because I don't have any money. But maybe when we find Oma, she can buy us some churros, Louis suggested. Probably, but we have to find her first. Besides, you don't eat. No, but look at this nose. 
It's really good for smelling, and there's nothing that smells quite as good as a fresh hot churro. Lou expected Abby to laugh, but she just nodded her head instead. You look worried, he said. I am. I'm sure Oma is scared. It's no fun being lost. Bluey thought of all the times he'd been buried in the bedsheets, and of the few times he'd fallen behind the mattress, or that one time Abby forgot him in the car. He'd been so frightened. He felt bad for Oma if she were lost and feeling the same way at this very moment. It was even noisier outside than it had been in the gift shop. Abby walked past the statue of the dog. Families were taking pictures, and kids were climbing on top of it. She loved doing that, too. But as tempting as it was, she didn't stop. She kept moving, going straight to the snack counter. There were long lines with parents and kids. Nearly every picnic table was full. She could smell french fries and pizza. She looked around, but all she saw were people she didn't know. And they were all so much taller than her. We should get a bird's eye view, Bluey said. What do you mean? Abby asked. A family had just gotten up from a table. They were cleaning their stuff. They'd left behind a glob of ketchup that was already drying. Get up there, Louis said. Climb on top and take a look around. Just mind that spot. He motioned toward the ketchup with his trunk. You people are worse than the animals, I swear. He was always concerned about getting his soft fur stained. Abby climbed on top and looked around. I don't see her near the birdhouse. Why would she be near the birdhouse? Louis asked, confused. You said get a bird's eye view. I assume that's what you meant. It's just a saying. It means to look at something from higher up. When I'm a full-grown elephant, I'll have a bird's eye view all the time. I wish you were that tall now, Abby said as she looked around. She didn't see her Oma, but it was so busy that even being up high, she would have had a hard time picking her out from the crowd. Bluey looked down. I don't think this table would hold me if I were that big. And you certainly wouldn't be able to pick me up. Yeah, but you could push this crowd out of the way, Abby said. She was starting to notice how people were staring at her on the table. She heard someone wondering where her parents were. She wanted to tell them they were at work so they could pay for their house, their clothes, and their food. But she kind of hated it when her dad said stuff like that. She got down off the table. Where are you going? Bluey asked. I'm not sure. Maybe the reptile house. Abby was moving through the crowd away from the snack bar. Please, no, Bluey said. He didn't like snakes. Okay, how about the monkey cage? She could see it at the edge of the plaza. The tall habitat always had people around it. Really? Bluey asked. What? Oma loves the monkey cage. The way they run around always makes her laugh. Abby pointed out. Monkeys are just show-offs, <laughs> Bluey said. They won't be any help. He was looking around, and something caught his eye. What about those guys? You want to talk about a bird's eye view? The giraffe enclosure was back down the trail a little. If they hadn't been going toward the monkeys, they never would have seen them. But as they came around the corner, the long spotted necks stood out over the trees. Abby looked back over her shoulder. We lost her at the gift shop. You really think she will have wandered that far? We'll never know unless we ask, Bluey said. They went down the path and turned in at the giraffes. There was a family of them, a mom, a dad, and a baby. The baby still towered over Abby. She took Bluey out onto the deck in the center of the enclosure. She went up to the fence and held Bluey in the air. The baby came over, followed by the mom. Of course, Abby had no real way of knowing this was the mom, but there was something about her that seemed very momish. Bluey took a few moments to talk to the giraffes. It was hard to know they were having a conversation. Abby didn't speak giraffe, and as Bluey explained, the giraffe language is very subtle. Little gestures with their necks and nostrils could mean a lot. Giraffes do have a voice, but it's hard to hear because it has to travel down their long necks. 
They haven't seen her, Louis said after a minute or two. But they wish you luck, and they say they'll keep an eye out. They really said all that? Abby asked. Well, yes, but only after a bit of polite conversation about the weather. They love it when it's hot like this. That's nice, Abby said with her shoulders sinking low. She was wandering back from the fence towards the path. She didn't know what to do next. Her poor Oma must have been so scared. Sorry, I was hoping that would work, Bluey said. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe those guys could help. He was looking further down the path. He saw his favorite part of the zoo. There was a pond, some big rocks, and three full-grown elephants stomping around and working hay loose from the feeding station above their heads. Usually, this was the last stop when they visited the zoo. Abby was always willing to give Bluey time to talk to the other elephants. I don't know, Bluey. Abby started. Come on, you know they're the smartest guys here. They wouldn't have forgotten if they saw your Oma. Why is that? It's a thing about elephants. We never forget. In fact, I'm certain I've told you that before. I don't know. Maybe. Abby was looking back up the path, thinking that they should return the way they came. But Bluey was so excited, she decided to give him a chance. They went down the trail, coming up to the elephants. Abby held Bluey up again. One elephant came over, followed by another. The first let out a long trumpet blast from his nose. People in the crowd seemed to notice that it was directed at Abby and her little blue elephant. This made them laugh. Bluey answered the elephant back with his own blast. It, of course, wasn't nearly as loud. And if you weren't paying close attention, you may have thought it came from Abby's mouth. That's what the people in the crowd assumed anyways. It brought more laughter. The second elephant made a trumpet toot as well. Bluey nodded to him. The third elephant was busy. He was pulling hay from the feeder, but he stopped for a minute, waving his trunk as a greeting. There was more grunting and snorting between Bluey and the elephants. After a while, Abby interrupted an ass. What are they saying? Now they're complaining about the heat. They're talking amongst themselves about taking a bath. But what about Oma? Abby asked. Right. Sorry, I forgot. Bluey let out a blast from his trunk. The elephants seemed to look at each other before answering. I'm sorry, Abby. They haven't seen her, Bluey said. To the crowd around her, it made no sense that Abby would look so sad. The little girl seemed to have the elephants in the palm of her hand, communing with them in a way no one had ever seen before. Cell phones were coming out to record her, but as people turned to point them at her, the elephants let out another blast. What was that? Abby asked. Bluey said, They feel bad they couldn't help, but they say they could try listening for her. With these big ears, we elephants have amazing hearing. That would be wonderful. Abby said, watching the elephants flap their ears out wide. They held them there for a moment, then one of them grunted. They say they hear her. She's calling your name. Bluey patted her arm with excitement. Really? Where? Abby asked. Bluey tooted. An elephant tooted back. The gift shop. She's back at the gift shop. She must have circled around, he said. Abby turned and hurried off. After a few steps, she stopped, remembering to say thank you. Bluey let out one more trumpet. All three elephants answered back in chorus. The crowd of people watched her go, still amazed by the girl who could talk to elephants. She made her way to the very steps of the gift shop. Oma was standing on the stairs, looking out over the crowd. She saw Abby rushing toward her. She put her arms out. Oh, Abby, where have you been? Looking for you. I was so worried. But I've been here at the stores the whole time, Oma said. When you lose someone in a big place, it's always best to stay still. Didn't you know that? Are you sure? I think it might be best to ask for help, Abby said knowingly. Really? Is that what you did? Oma looked around, expecting to see one of the park workers. Well, it was Bluey he actually asked, Abby admitted. It's a good thing you had him then, Oma said. 
Abby held her elephant up to her ear. He was asking her something. What's that? Oh, okay, I'll ask. Abby said. Did he say something else to you? Oma asked. Yes, he wants to know if we can get a churro. Oma smiled and said yes, though she wasn't certain what a churro was. If she'd only asked, Bluey would have happily told her. <laughs>